Hey folks, you know what? A small regret is slouching in the dentist chair thinking I should have brushed and flossed better. A big health regret is listening to your doctor and thinking I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. I have that regret a lot. Better health today and when it matters most is why I take Field of Greens. Field of Greens is unlike any fruit and vegetable or green product. Field of Greens isn't watered down extracts. Field of Greens is an organic superfood. It's whole fruits and vegetables. Each fruit and vegetable was selected by doctors to support vital body functions like heart, liver, kidneys, metabolism, and of course, your immune system. And only Field of Greens is backed by a better health promise. At your next checkup, your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Don't look back and say, I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. Field of Greens is a key to better health today, right now, and when it matters most. Let's get you started with 15% off and free shipping. All you got to do is visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS at checkout. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, where today our good friend, Tom Fitton, the head of Judicial Watch, the man who has filed more FOIA lawsuits than even I have, is joining us. He is a tremendous champion of transparency, of holding government to account. Uh, Last week, if you were watching Just the News, Daniel Payne, my good colleague, worked off some new documents that Tom Fitton got us on the Wuhan lab specifically showing that the NIH was funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology uh, to do highly uh, dangerous viral work. And the lab didn't even know what disinfectants to use to get rid of the viruses if they spilled out into their lab. They were asking the United States for, I'm not making this up, advice on, hey, do you have a disinfectant we can use? Uh, that is the sort of stuff that Tom Fitton does on a daily basis, whether it's Russia, Ukraine, uh, you name the scandal, you name the government accountability need. Tom Fitton's there often when members of Congress aren't doing their accountability. Tom Fitton and Judicial Watch and his great team of lawyers are doing that accountability. We're so lucky to have him here. A lot to ask him about. Perhaps the most important is the brand new lawsuit he filed last week aiming to find out whether the FBI was spying on Americans' bank records related to January 6th without the normal warrants, without the normal court approval. Very important civil rights conversation. And Tom is here to talk about that lawsuit. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, our exclusive interview with Tom Fitton, the president of Judicial Watch and a champion of all things transparency, right after this commercial break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest, a great friend of the show, a great personal friend, and a great friend of the truth, Tom Fitton, the president of Judicial Watch, is joining us. Uh, Tom, great to have you back on the show. Hey, John, good to be with you again. 
Yeah, oh, it's an honor. It's an honor to have you on. And uh, as always, whenever we have you on, there's always an exciting piece of litigation that Judicial Watch is in the middle of. And uh, last week, you filed a Freedom of Information lawsuit against the FBI trying to figure out uh, what records exist of how they were monitoring financial transactions of people in in D.C. on January 6th to try to find people who allegedly participated in the Capitol riot. Tell us about this, why it's important, and what we might ultimately learn from it. What was the FBI spying on Americans? Were they going and rifling through the financial records of everyone in the D.C. metropolitan area under the guise of finding January 6th insurrectionists? How did that happen? Was it lawful? What went on? Uh, the reports are that the banks, at least one bank, Bank of America, bank of America turned yeah. over information on debit transactions and whether there were purchases made on Airbnb and hotels, guns, airline purchases. I mean, were they going through your records, John, on my records? Whose records were they going through? Yeah. And what's unusual is we asked for the records. We got the typical stonewall. We sued. You know what the FBI then told us? What did they They can't you? confirm or deny whether they exist. <laughs> yes, that's a that's one of the great lines when the FBI doesn't want to engage, right? Um, yeah, I think you're stumbled onto something here big. And we know, you know, because of the report in June from Fox News that Bank of America turned these over and there doesn't appear to have been a subpoena or a national security letter. So this could be a new form of surveillance program that we don't know about, maybe to connect it to domestic terrorism, whatever it is. But Uh, The way the FBI is acting feels awful similar, if we go back 15 years ago, to the early time before we learned about the existence of the the NSA um, uh, spying program. Um, What's the steps in this process now? You'll you'll get a court hearing, right? And um, Yeah, we have to get past this I can't confirm or deny uh, defense. Right. And if the court upholds it, you know, it may, practically speaking, end there, you know, absent an appeal. And even if we get past it, then there are other exemptions the FBI can assert to withhold information. But in the least, I think we'll get confirmation that something took place. And, uh, you know, what's frustrating to this is, you know, Fox News reports that there's other public reports about it and nothing's done. Yep. No curiosity by Congress, no curiosity, frankly, by Republicans, no curiosity by the media. And I think it's as important. You know, oh, is, yes. Aren't we interested to know whether the FBI can peruse your bank records without your permission or proper legal justification? I, I think it's an important issue. And this is another example of, you know, under the guise of whatever the excuses, the latest excuse is January 6th. The rules don't apply if you're on the wrong side of the aisle, ideologically or otherwise, uh, from uh, the deep state and the establishment and the Democratic Party that runs both. Yeah, it it is remarkable. And listen, it's been a 20-year erosion. Uh, The FBI just continues to grab authorities that allow them to spy uh, spy on Americans. I I have a personal entity. You probably remember this now, but it was right after 9-11. I had uh, some packages that were coming from the Philippines, from the National Police Chief of the Philippines, so like the FBI director of the Philippines, had sent me some FBI documents, which, by the way, were unclassified, had previously been put in a court file. And the FBI grabbed them at the border and kept them without informing me or getting a warrant. They just used the thing called border search authority to grab them. And then they failed to get a warrant. 
And so we could never figure out for the first couple of years, well, how did they know to target that package? I mean, there's millions of packages a day. And uh, we ultimately challenged the FBI. The FBI apologized, said it was an illegal search and seizure. And then two or three years later, after Snowden and these early revelations came out on the NSA program, uh, one of the FBI people came back to say, we couldn't tell you at the time, but we had been intercepting your phone calls to the National Philippine Police Chief. And that's how we knew to target your package. I'm an American. I'm yeah. entitled to privacy. Yeah. It's and every year it seems and to, like. And to be clear, yeah. you were one of the first of you know we're first known victims of unmasking. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yes, and uh, and I seem to keep getting thanks to uh, Adam Schiff. I got unmasked again uh, with my phone records in uh, in the impeachment trial. Um, there are so many amazing things, and you know you talk about the lack of curiosity, but that's what makes Judicial Watch so amazing in my mind. You guys not only apply the pressure, you have a curious mind and you're always trying to protect the liberty of Americans with these disclosure lawsuits. Such important uh, work. I want to stay on the topic of January 6th for a second uh, because we've talked many times, you and I have, particularly during Russia, about the disparate systems of justice, that there seems to be one for elitists, one for everyday, one for liberals, one for conservatives. When you look now at how many um, January 6th rioters remain in prison while so many of the people who looted the streets during the summer protests of 2020 are free. And in many cases, their charges drop. Does that extend that argument, that lack of confidence in the judicial system that people are getting treated disparately uh, with similar behavior? Yeah, these are political prosecutions. It doesn't mean to say that individually they may not be justified right. in terms of people engaged in violence and should be prosecuted. But A, the nature of the prosecutions uh, the security measures to keep them in jail uh, for nonviolent offenses, the escalation of the charges um, in these circumstances where in similar circumstances where similar crimes were committed, there were no, there were no similar types of charges. So there's a gravity being brought. There, there's this approach that's being brought here that isn't being applied to left wing protesters. It's quite simple. No one really can fairly deny it. And uh, look, when you have a senior Justice Department official say they essentially went to town against these folks. Yeah. Uh, to, about yeah. To make sure that others didn't show up in protest. I mean, this was an it's an attack on our First Amendment rights here. Yeah. And the tools to do so are these are these individual defendants, you know, and everyone presumes they're guilty. They haven't been found guilty. I think there's one person who's who's pled out, maybe two. But th these folks haven't been convicted of crimes and they've been in jail for as long as many probably might serve, even if convicted. Yeah, such an important thing to study and to continue to draw out uh, because there is on almost every front a, a record of disparate treatment. And you see you know, someone like Andy McCabe can walk away even though it's been documented he lied. And then Mike Flynn gets prosecuted for something that the FBI wasn't even sure was a lie. And you just have to ask yourself, at what point does um, uh, change occur? Are you satisfied that those in power are even even care that this system exists? I mean, do you see Republicans that are going to take it on? Where is the opportunity to start to address this? Other than you know, we, we shine a light on it and we, we, we damn it every day when we're frustrated by it. But is there anyone in the wings waiting to change this in a way that makes Americans' confidence in the judicial system more ready? Uh, no, I mean, the Justice Department's been a disaster uh, for a number of years. Uh, the FBI has uh, been out of control. There's been zero accountability uh, for the misconduct that we've been talking about for years now. 
So it's no surprise that you have politicized prosecutions that we're seeing tied to January 6th, the targeting of Tucker Carlson, uh, the FBI thinking they can, um, as we talked about at the beginning of this uh, segment, thinking that they can go in and, you know, take your banking records without permission. Look, I mean, you know, you talk about Adam, we talk about Adam Schiff being targeted, you know, he's on the January 6th um, uh, select committee now. You know, and and we were just in court and and they, you know, they were in court saying they have the right, Congress does, to subpoena records secretly and publish those records of any American, not just banking records, but if there's no limit, your medical records, who knows what else. Uh, These are dangerous times we're living in terms of of having the government being on the uh, being at war with constitutional liberties. Yeah. And really, that's it. I mean, privacy freedom, liberty, all uh, being trampled over right now. Uh, and there doesn't seem to be, you know, in the old days, the, the original ACLU would have been out there fighting against this. But today they're silent. And um, and uh, it, if, if it were for groups like Judicial Watch, I mean, you're one of the last few standing that are trying to shine a light and get us the information that these bureaucrats want to hide from us. It, it is a really remarkable thing. I want to flip to Tucker for a second, uh, Tucker Carlson, because he – the scenario that he's laid out, which is he was trying to arrange an interview with the Russian president, believes his calls were intercepted, believes someone unmasked him and then leaked the nature of his calls to other reporters. Uh, one, do you what do you think of his allegation? And two, if it's true, what does it say about the level of unmasking in, in the U.S. government under Joe Biden? Well, uh, it's essentially been confirmed right. uh, by Axios uh, right. that there's a report uh, out uh, saying that he and, and Tucker has since talked about this. He was seeking an interview with Putin, and I guess that was the pretext to review his right. emails and then allegedly leak them. Wow. Now, if indeed someone did leak them other than the person who received them, right. then Tucker's a crime victim the yes. way that General Flynn was a crime victim. General Sessions was a crime victim, Attorney General Sessions, and of course, President Trump, all of whom were unmasked and had information from that secure, you know, that spying operation be leaked to reporters in violation of the law. So uh, we got to A, figure out what went on, because it looks to me like a crime was committed. And, you know, as I've been saying, you know, we talk about FISA and, and the reform. It's long as no one is prosecuted for these abuses. The abuses will continue. Such and it's no point. surprise they continue during the Biden administration because Biden himself is directly implicated in unmasking General Flynn. His right. office um, had, a, had a specific request to unmask him did. A, few, a few days before President Trump came into yeah, office. It was January 12th or something. I mean, he didn't really have a need to know anymore. I mean, they were getting out of Dodge. It's amazing. Um, they never had a need to know. They used this is the uh, you know, and frankly, we've got more. We have lawsuits still pending right. about the unmaskings. They use these NSA um, um, measures that uh, pick up people's emails and both properly and improperly, in my view. Right. Uh, as Google, you know, they go- it looked to me like they were Googling names. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Practically speaking, within the intelligence community. And names that they were targeting were people like General Flynn and, and, and President Trump and people around him. Yeah, it is remarkable that our privacy, our private communications have so little privacy regard in, in this massive bureaucracy we, we've created. I want to pivot to a subject where you, you and your team have done amazing work. We filed some lawsuits as well, and I think 
when you take the body of records that Judicial Watch has now unearthed, what, what I came up in my lawsuits with, I think maybe a couple from Citizens United, there's this broad array of documents. And basically every element of the Ukraine impeachment story we were told during the original impeachment has really fallen apart. Marie Ivanovich said, I didn't know anything about uh, 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 Burisma except what I read in the newspaper. She was meeting with Burisma's lawyers and lobbyists and uh, we're going to have some new uh, photos come out soon that I think will be eye-opening to people. Uh, that storyline doesn't think. Uh, the Democrats claimed that there was no reason to investigate Hunter Biden. Turns out he was already under investigation at the moment. You know, I wrote the stories and this became a scandal. Um, when you look back now at all the records you've been able to put into the public domain, the stuff I've done, uh, is there any accountability for an Adam Schiff or for anyone who foist an entire impeachment proceeding on a story that now literally is in tatters? There's literally no part of that story that is accurate any longer. No, there's been no accountability. There's been no consequences to the abuse engaged in by Adam Schiff and Swalwell and, and Pelosi and all the rest. I mean, the documents, I think we uncovered towards the end of last year, showing that uh, our, the, our embassy there knew yep. full well about how Biden was compromised. In fact, they noted Cantu was one of the key officials who testified against right. Trump and Yovanovitch. Kent went to Yovanovitch and emailed her and says, you know, this is, look, the Russians are trolling us here. They're trolling America. They're trolling Biden on corruption issues because they know because of the issue of Burisma and Hunter being on the board. You know what? what, It's the scandal they were covering up continues to this day. It does. You have a Washington Post story out just in the last few days talking about how they had to come up with some scheme to make sure that those who are trying to funnel money to Hunter Biden through his silly paintings are kept secret from Biden. So Biden doesn't know who's yep. paying him off yep. through exorbitant uh, painting uh, purchases. Well, you know, did anyone think, does anyone thought to make sure that the Justice Department prevents people um, who are co-conspirators with Biden from paying him off through this method as well? Look, he's under investigation now criminally. Yep. And he was in 2018, according to the reports, which means during impeachment, the very people that were claiming this was a bogus story knew there was a reason to investigate Hunter Biden. It's remarkable. And 2019 and 2020. And 2020. There's been no special counsel. We've got a change. I don't know if you know this, John. We have a change.org petition. Yes. And I I put it up there for over 300,000 people have demanded a special counsel for Joe Biden. Amazing. The fact that there's no special counsel for Joe Biden is Exhibit A in the corruption at the Justice Department. Yeah. yeah. And you know, the funny thing is, Bill Barr could have done that before he exited. There was a plenty, from what we now know, we know, there's a story I wrote a couple of weeks ago, um, on the laptop that the FBI's had since December 19, Hunter Biden was told by his own lawyer, by his own accountant, that he had failed to pay taxes on over a million dollars of Breesma money he collected. He had evaded taxes on the very money the Ukrainians were paying, all the money, that's the one he didn't pay taxes on. They've known that since at least December 19. That's not in dispute anymore. And Bill Barr could have uh, provided a special counsel before he left, like he did with um, the uh, the Russia case and John Durham. Really a missed opportunity. And you just wonder now, you know, will, will there be any justice? As you look out, uh, well, the, well, hold on a second, yeah, John. It was yep. even worse than that. You're right. Barr stopped and shut down and he did. squelched and suppressed the investigation of Hunter Biden in 2020, using the election as the excuse. Listen, his spokespeople 
flat out told me in the summer of 2020 when I was being told by law enforcement there was investigation, there's nothing. And they lied to me. I was told a false story. And, you know, it's one thing to say we got to keep the secrecy of an investigation. We can't confirm or deny it like the FBI said to you. Uh, but to That's just right. deny that it existed, uh, disserve the American interest in a very large way. And uh, it's going to be fascinating. 2022 could be an opportunity for Republicans to take back Congress if they were to succeed. Uh, what would you recommend the Kevin McCarthy's and the Chairman's, the Devin Nunez's, the Jim Jordan's, the people that are going to run committees? What should they go back and try to rectify in all the great work that you've exposed in the last um, in the last two years? I would decimate the funding of Justice Department and the FBI. That they're not going to turn over the documents, and what do you do? You cut their funding in half. And I and I say that not knowing exactly what the numbers are. Right, right. But I'm I'm trying to make the point is that these agencies are burgeoning, but out of control. And, and I don't have any respect for the rule of law at the leadership level. And frankly, the FBI is a mess through and through its structure. I mean, the agents, I mean, the fish rots from the top, admittedly, but it rots. Yep. And the rot goes down through the structure of the FBI. It doesn't mean they're terrible agents and, you know, they do terrible things. Right. It just means that You've got too many agents who think they don't have to follow the rules because the bosses don't follow the rules. And there's this attitude that, you know, they, I, we're the FBI. We can do no wrong and we can do what we want. Yeah. And, and you know, and once that gets ingrained in the and, culture. And the Justice Department is run by partisan Democrats, left-wing activists, and their money just increases year after year. And we wonder why it is we get further and further behind in terms of accountability and we see more and more abuse out of the agencies. Yeah, that was such a great point, uh, Tom. You're right. And once it gets ingrained in the culture, all of a sudden people don't notice it anymore. You know, maybe the first time it happens, like, oh my God, I can't believe we doctored a document to the FISA court. But if if there's no consequence, all of a sudden it happens four or five times and it becomes part of the accepted culture of the FBI. And, and uh, the things that have been exposed by your great work and the great work of the lawyers at Judicial Watch um, and elsewhere really show that, the rule of law has been violated in some cases, you know, overtly the, the, they thumbed their nose at it, almost taunting that they were glad they did it. Uh, at some point, there has to be a way to put that genie back in the bottle. It's going to be very interesting to see. I have this conversation every time you're on, and I know it's painful, but um, uh, we're now more than two years into the Durham investigation, single prosecution, no report. Um, even if you were to do something now, is it too little, too late? I do think it's uh, too little, too late. Um, you know, the report uh, doesn't do anything. You right. know, there have been reports that have been devastating by right. the IG. They haven't done anything in right. terms of it hasn't slowed Comey or McCabe down or, or frankly, even someone who was prosecuted as a result of the, one of the reports. Uh, Klein Smith, uh, he's going to be practicing law, you know, within minutes, practically Amazing. speaking, despite his admitting to uh, uh, criminal activity tied yep. to defrauding a court. So. Yeah, I, I don't I don't expect much from Durham. Um, yeah. You know, I, I wanted him to do a serious prosecution and invest, a serious investigation. And, you know, the prosecutor prosecution decisions, we can always argue about. Yep. But, you know, if, if people are going before grand juries and such, you know, that sends a signal that this is serious. And I'm not seeing any of that happen. Yeah, me either. And, and that's, you know, at best, it was administrative review that may have escalated to a criminal review because they couldn't ignore the client Smith allegation. Uh, but nothing more was done, seemingly. In yeah. the least, they should have questioned Obama, Biden, yeah. Hillary Clinton, 
but they did none of that. Nope. And it doesn't mean that there were targets in the investigation. Just to get the facts from them, What though. was going on and the thinking about what was going on, you talk to witnesses like That's that. right. We used to do that in the 1990s. Bill Clinton wasn't immune. Uh, uh, President Reagan, George W. Bush, you know, had to answer questions in Iran-Contra. But it seems like in the last 10 years, the willingness of the FBI, the Justice Department, to challenge the top leaders to give us answers has, has really waned. It's, uh, it's really remarkable. Well, Tom, despite all the down news that we have, uh, one great bright light in Washington and in America is the fact that you guys continue to fight for the truth. And as someone who's benefited from your many lawsuits and been able to write important stories, uh, we're really grateful for all you do and all you continue to do. And uh, we can't wait to see how this um, bank financial data lawsuit against the FBI pans out, because I think we all have a lot to learn from it. Hey, hey, thank you, John. Appreciate the good work and appreciate your excellent journalism as well. All right. Well, let's keep working to get the truth. That sounds good. You have a good rest of the day, Tom. Thanks again. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to go to quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. So grateful to have our good friend Tom Fitton here talking about lawsuits and FOIA and transparency and accountability, all the things that we're always looking for in our government. And we often don't get, uh, with the occasion, with the exception of some inspector generals like Michael Horowitz uh, or uh, some senators like Charles Grassi, Ron Johnson, some House members, uh, Jim Jordan and Devin Nunez were good at it. Uh, There are very few people really holding this government to account, but the work of Judicial Watch is aimed at bringing accountability and transparency to your tax dollars, to your government leaders, to your political leaders. And uh, without that transparency, we'd be in the dark a lot more than we already are. And uh, it's a good reminder why we're lucky to have Tom Fitton on the podcast and why we write almost all the things that he sues to make public because they are of public interest. All right. Speaking of the public interest, if you want, anytime you're up for a news fix, go to justthenews.com. We have you covered day and night on the breaking news, plus all of our exclusive reporting with such great journalists like Susan Keating and Daniel Payne and Greg Piper and Sophie Mann. So lucky to have a great team like that around us. We're we're breaking stories every day. You know, Nick uh, Ballacy, great interviewer on Congress. We break lots of exclusive stories there. So check us out day and night. We got you covered until tomorrow when we'll be back with another edition of John Solomon Reports.